Kansas City and how great of a town that it really is. I mean, if, if there was another Midwestern market that I would get out of here for, uh, Kansas City would definitely be on the short list because it is a cool place. Like I dug living in Missouri for a while. Springfield was all right. Um, you know, it's very much more metropolitan. I think everybody thinks Missouri and they either think St. Louis or Kansas City, uh, but they, they don't really think of like some of the smaller towns. They just always think like, oh, yeah, you know, if it's out of those two cities, then obviously it must just be, you know, a bunch of hillbillies and meth and baking soda and Clorox, right? And you're like, well, no, actually, it's really metropolitan. Jamie, I grew up in Overland Park. Miss it so much. Yeah, right? Uh, Steve, that may be the most metal story ever. You know what's funny? I actually interviewed Black Label Society years after that. Nick Cantonese and Zach Wild, And uh, I had them in studio, and they were great. They had so much fun. In fact, one of the guys from Zach's camp had told me that they have to tell him, hey, dude, um, you know, if they're going to do a meet and greet, they have to tell him, hey, uh, we need to start this thing at like, you know, whatever, 4 o'clock. And then they have to tell him it's done by 5.30, knowing that the meet and greet is going to go until 6.30 because the dude just gets on Jags. He'll, like, hold court. He'll just sit down and people will start bullshitting with him. And then next thing you know, man, like, these guys are, you know, an hour and a half late to the next gig because he just doesn't shut up. He just keeps talking. And this had happened, I don't know, I think I interviewed him about a year after the eye incident. And I said, uh, I said, you know, I saw you guys about a year ago. Actually, let me rephrase that. It was probably about, it might have been like eight years after that. Now that I'm thinking about it. I know there's a big difference in time, but I remember there was something that he said that made me laugh because I'd asked him, I said, hey, I saw you guys at the Beaumont Club in Kansas City, and while you guys were, I, I could see you guys kind of milling around in the backstage area, there was a band by the name of Meldrum, and he goes, oh, dude, the gal with the glass eye, and I was like, that's what I was going to say! Dude, do you remember? He's like, how can you forget a girl's glass eye falling out? <laughs> We were in the back of the club after this all happened, and this gal comes running down, and this guy comes running in the back of the club, and he's like, did you guys see that girl's eye fall out of her face? And I was like, that, dude, this is, that's the button we needed on tonight. Yeah. But uh, it was cool, man. It was great. It was cool to, like, talk to Steven last night and just sort of share some of those memories of Missouri. And, you know, he was such a funny guy. Damn. Dude, he's, he had a joke that I don't know. Sometimes you hear things, and you'll just, you'll never forget them. You know, like I had a friend of mine try to say Queen Latifah, but he said Queef Latina. And I'm like, that's in there for the rest of my life. It's never going away. I can't find my keys, but I'll never forget Kenny Lorenz farting in English class. Like that is always in my head, you know? Happened when I was like 16. I remember it so vividly. It sounded like a, like a, you know, a lawnmower, you know, freaking started up. And just on the, on that wooden chair, just... I was like, ah, that's never going to leave. Never going to leave. I mean, I forget to go to meetings and I can't find my keys and sometimes I forget where I park. But Kenny Lorenz's butt on that wooden chair, dude, that one stuck. But last night, Stephen had this joke about O.J. Simpson. It was great. And he said, you know, the biggest problem with the O.J. Simpson trial was that they had evidence that there were two sets of footprints that went into the house and then... (laughs) Only one set of footprints came out, and obviously what happened was that was when Jesus was carrying O.J. Simpson. (laughs) Oh, dude, it brought the house down. Man, he's a funny guy. He's on my Instagram. Uh, You guys should check him out. 
He is uh, his name is uh, formerly Fat Steven, and then the whole bit about being fat, being called Fat Steven, and then that turning into formerly Fat Steven. Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, say hi to a couple people here. What's up, Cheryl? Hello, how are you? Hoopty, what's up, Owen? Good to see you, bud. Nice to see a bunch of guys from back in the day who hop on and say hello every single day. All right, what do you guys say, huh? We do a little one rant for the road. And now it's time for one rant for the road. I feel angry. Angry at you. Angry at you for doing something stupid. Every Friday, you throw out a topic and get a rant on the spot. All right, here we go. Let's click it on the random noun generator. All right, the word is surgery. Okay, surgery. All right. <clears throat> Here's the thing I don't like about surgery. Not the fact that you have to go under the knife. It's not the fact that there's such a recovery time. The thing I hate most about surgery is people will use it as a way to get sympathy, even though there's no chance in hell that person is going to get surgery. Let's go back to when we were kids, okay? Uh, maybe a kid, like, goes into the doctor for something. He's got, like, a click in his elbow, right? It's just something that the doctor just needs to kind of straighten out. Not a big deal. But they go around, and they're like, the doctor says I might need surgery. <gasps> he might need surgery. Hey, do you hear about Betty? Oh, no, she's got, like, a red dot that's on her neck. <gasps> might have to have surgery. Oh, I hope Betty's okay. No, knock it off with the goddamn surgery talk, Okay. Unless you really need to go under the knife for something horrific. If they're removing a tumor, if they are you know, trying to replace a hip, that, those are surgeries. And, and I, here's the thing. I got a couple of friends of mine, some who, of which work in this building. They have had joint replacements, and not a one of them have ever brought up their surgery. Not one. It's sort of this like hypochondriac, uh, feel sorry for me because I might have to go under the knife. Ask anybody who's ever had, like, real major badass surgery, and they never, ever bring it up afterwards. Ever. There's a couple of kids that Kinley rolls with, and one of which uh, had to have some surgery to remove a cancer. She's never brought it up. The kid's like 12. You never hear her talk about it. But everybody else is just like, oh, I don't have anything else going on in my life. So thus I have to, like, throw out the, oh, I might have to have surgery. Did you hear? I might have to have surgery. Oh, no. I had an ingrown toenail. I had to have surgery. I'm like, okay, it wasn't surgery. You went to the goddamn doctor, and they cut out just a little bit of your toenail, and they put some acid in there so that it doesn't grow back into your toe. That's not technically surgery. Yeah, but it was an, it was an in, inpatient, in-room service. No, it's not surgery. It's not a surgery. Knock it off. <laughs> it's 1,000% not surgery, ever. Uh, let's read some of these comments. Uh, let's see. Mirren Scooter, still recovering from the roast. Let's see. Ran for the road. Maneater. I was dying earlier from bad 80s. Oh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I went on a goddamn jag about Maneater, which I'm telling you, there's a lot of great 80s music, okay? And on the Mount Rushmore of absolute horseshit songs that came out of the 80s, Maneater is up there. It might even be number one. It's a, it's a, Hall and Oates have such great music outside of that song. And everybody digs that one song. It's like Journey. Journey and a dumbass don't stop believing. You go to any ballpark, go out on a Friday night to any club, and there's, there's a, you know, there's always like some gal who's got to, you know, ask the band to play it, or they got to throw it on the jukebox, and when it does, it's the woo, and then they sing that god awful music. If anything, listen to Journey and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, listen to Journey's like separate ways. Man, separate ways is fantastic. Separate ways knocks it out of the studio. <laughs> Mira, 
Scooter, fuck man, look what you caused. Yeah, that's right. I know Mira and I go back and forth about the it's because it's horseshit. It's it's really bad. It's gotta be bad. I mean, there's some like really bad 80s songs. Steve Miller comes to mind, the Joker. What a crock of shit that oh, it's such a bad song. All that stuff is terrible. And yet, people, you know, they it's because it's familiar. It's what people know. <laughs> Just knock it off with the bad 80s songs. I've told you guys many times before. If you want some good 80s songs, you got to go find Starship. Which I'm trying to bring it up right now. I don't know if I can. I'm probably going to get kicked off of Instagram again for playing it. So we may have to just like go ahead and forego it for the moment. But I'm telling you guys, knock it off with that stuff. Don't listen to bad. Life is so short. Why do you want to fill it with awful, terrible music? And here's the thing. If you have other songs that you think are much better than that song, then go listen to those songs. Because if you think it's just a good song, that's that's fine. You can think it's a good song. I think Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody is a really good song. But there's other th- songs I think are better. So I decide to spend my time listening to that song. Amanda says, uh, go ahead and just sing it. And we can build this thing to... You don't want that. You don't want that. I sing it enough when uh, I drop my daughter off for gymnastics. That's when the real fun starts. That's the second way you embarrass them kids. Shit, yeah, man. That's the way to do it. Ah, all right, so I'm actually got to get my ass up north. I got to go pick up the kids because I got you know, my daughter and her friends, and then we're all going to be driving up with the dog and the four-wheelers and all the garbage. And, uh, man, everything is just such a – here's the thing. Everything is a pain in the ass, but it's not. Because at the end of life, you're going to go back and you're going to be like, oh, my God, um, I'm so glad I spent all that time doing that stuff. But it's just the process of getting there, like loading up the stupid four-wheeler and getting on the back of the tr- the truck and then driving it up. It, like, that stuff sucks. Steve Whitesnake, here I go again. Probably the quintessential 80s song. You're goddamn right. Yep, you're right. Hoopty, that made my ears bleed. Yeah, dude, you don't want me to sing that. I will always... If somebody asks you to do something and just because of the nature of what this business is because i always hate it when you listen to radio stations and somebody will say like hey you know what you should do do it right now do, do this one thing right you know uh, go ahead and whatever it is you know recite the declaration of independence and like if somebody knows it verbatim and they're like i'm not going to do that i'm not going to go ahead and do that the other one that drives me nuts is when they say something like um uh, you know hypothetically speaking who would you rather make out with your grandpa or your you know sixth grade teacher if your sixth grade teacher was a dude, and I'm saying it from my perspective, and people would be like, well, I would never make out with my sixth grade teacher. No, I get that you wouldn't, but it's called the hypothetical game. Just goddamn play along. It's what we do here, you know? It's hypothetical. It's never going to happen to you per se, but you should just at least give us an answer as to why. But I'd never make out with my grandpa. I know you wouldn't. It's called the hypothetical game. We're not saying go make out with your grandpa. <laughs> just what would you rather do in that scenario? So when people are like, hey, do this one thing, you know, like, sing, nothing's going to stop us. You have to at least attempt it. Give it a whirl, man. You never know where it's going to go. See, that's that's where the magic happens. Speaking of White Snake, though, I was on my way in uh, Missouri. I was actually moving back from Missouri. Jamie says, you're all over the map today. I know, because uh, I'm, I'm rolling, right? Um, we're getting out of here in just a few. Uh, we are, um, no, I was on my way back from Missouri, driving up, and I was just outside of Iowa listening to, is it Laser? The rock station on a laser? I don't know. This was years ago. I haven't listened to rock radio in forever. But on the way up there, they were playing uh, Skid Row's I'll Remember You. And I lost my mind. Like, I was just moving back to Wisconsin. The window was down and, you know, just because I remember you. Just doing the whole thing. And while I'm driving, 
I pull up to a car and there's a guy next to me and he is also singing I Remember You by Skid Row. We, we have that moment. You know, like Jeep people when they see each other and they wave or like guys on Harleys and they're like, what up, man? It's like, yep, I would, uh, yeah. That guy got me. He totally, we were connected. We were like, we were like that Avatar movie. Our tails connected. We were one. I was listening to the morning show today, says Lynn. Started laughing about the Olivia Rodrigo song in the text about it sounding like Paramore. I told you guys. Told you guys. You heard this here first. Uh, Amanda, would you rather it's a great game? No, it's a good game. I dig it. We played a lot with Dusty, uh, Dez's kid on the KS95 morning show. Amanda, great song. I have the cassette tape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Skid Row, dude. That was where it was at. I remember that album. For sure. Found it in a dumpster in St. Cloud, Minnesota. I think I might even still have one of those rocking around. But, uh, yeah. Either way, thank you guys so much for always joining us for a long walk to Cleveland. You can find it on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher. Every single day around 9.45 a.m. we do this live on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Povich. You guys have a great weekend, and thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.